Grand Rising, MI5, my people, my family, my tribe. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the MI5 Mindset Mastery. I am your host, Andrew Golden. What is going on, everybody? I'm so happy to be back on this show, just doing the, uh, you know, talking about MI5 and making it happen for you guys. Um, it's, it's been a, a, like at least two weeks since I've been on just because I had Orlando and then I just like wasn't on last week. But yeah, it's great to be here. And I'm excited today because we've got a super special guest. I've been trying to get this guy on since the very beginning, but I wanted to wait until we had our, uh, our, our, you know, gears oiled a little bit in terms of the actual show production, because, you know, if you're bringing on some awesome guests, you want to give them an awesome experience on the show. So today, as you can see right below me, we have Mr. Thurbin James on the show. But before we get right into his amazing message that he's going to be delivering for us today, I want to kind of talk about the reason why we're all here right now. You know, the reason why we're doing this, what is MI5? Are we the British Intelligence Agency? No, no, we are not the British Intelligence Agency. As cool as that would be, that is, we are actually way cooler than the British Intelligence Agency. Because first and foremost, MI5 is about creating the best version of yourself. You know, MI5 originally was meant to stand for, um, you know, millionaire in five years, right? But it's kind of like grown into such a, it's been such a larger impact than just creating uh, monetary value in people's lives. You know, we've we've actually been able to lighten people's spirits in times of, you know, tough times and everything like that. And like I said, first and foremost, we're a community about creating the best version of yourself, teaching you how to squash your limiting beliefs, you know, how to overcome traumas and overall just seeing the bigger picture in life. And when you start to see the bigger picture in life, it's a lot harder to do less, right? And so, you know, that's why we also, not on, not only do we help people see the bigger picture and, and know what dream to chase, because if you don't know what your dream is, how are you going to chase one, right? And so we help people find their dreams and then fund their dreams and then give them, uh, give them the... Uh, give them the power to actually be able to use the money that we provide for them through our partner, Grand Rising Financial, and use it to create passive income so that they can generate uh, generational wealth in their life. Now, how did all this start? You know, that sounds like a tall order. That sounds like, it's like, dang, you guys do all that? Well, it's it's actually quite simple. You know, the, the way that it started was just like how most things start. You know, over a couple phone calls and a couple Zoom calls. And, you know, we really, you know, Brian, Eric and I, we got a band of, of people together, people that have been in the crypto network marketing, just all over the place, industry, all these industries. And we gathered together on Zoom calls, you know, four hours a night, multiple times a week over the span of months. And what came out of that was the inception of what is now called the MI5 movement. And, you know, it was a beautiful time. We were like being, you know, we were innovating, we were creating, we, we really just wanted to create a space where people could find a place to invest into passive income opportunities that weren't just like, you know, you're treated like just another number on somebody's downline, because that's what we really wanted to get away from was all the talk of downlines and signing people up and building the business, because that's not what MI5 is about at all. You know, like we, we, we all came from that background 
Therefore, we wanted to kind of like have something that's a little bit more fresh, right? And so it started out as a place where we were trying to create passive income. And the way that we did that, you know, is, well, first, let me explain like the MI5 name, because, you know, you can see the symbol right up here in the top. And there's actually a lot of significance uh, and intention behind the name and the logo and everything about it. You know, we came up with the idea that we wanted to, you know, it's okay, Brian, I will get the uh, graphic ready when I'm, when I'm ready to do that. Um, we first came up with the idea that, you know, MI5, it means millionaire in five years, right? And it's based off the principle that you can take $500 and compound that at 13.6% a month, every single month for five years. And that equates to $1,051,162.57. And we were like, oh my gosh, like being a millionaire is just simple math, bro. Like what? This is amazing. This is like, like way easier than everyone makes it seem to be. So we were like, okay, now all we have to do is figure out how to make 13.6, you know, how do we do it? Let's figure it out. And the way that we figured that out was through networking. We would just get wealthy mentor with wealthy mentor, bring them together on a Zoom call. Here's a Zoom link, come talk to us. And we would share the MI5 vision with per like person after person day in, day out. And, you know, it actually ended up being like over 600 Zooms at the time, which is now up to 900 Zooms. Because part of the, you know, part of the, the biggest wheel in the MI5 machine is a strong network and being like the power of people, you know, utilizing the peop the the knowledge that other people carry in their brains and they're so willing to share it if you also can, like if they can tell that you also provide value. And so basically what we were doing was just sharing the MI5 vision and seeing what people had to say about it. And through all that, we not only figured out how to make 13.6% a month, but we figured out how to make over 20% a month. And so at that point, we were like, oh my gosh, MI5, it's done. We figured it out. And so, you know, that was all good. However, that opportunity that was creating that kind of uh, return was $30,000 plus, you know, it's not a, a, a cheap investment. And so we're like, dude, we're trying to help normal people over here. Like this isn't, this isn't like, this is cool but there's something missing, you know, we're not going to be able to help a lot of people with this type of uh, type of vehicle. And so we had a problem on our hands. And that's when the light bulb went off about credit. You see, why start someone out with $500? When you can start that when you can give them just a little more knowledge and a little bit more of uh, a little bit, uh, a couple more resources, and they can start out with $50,000 of a business line of credit and skip the first three years of MI5. You see, that's what we aim to do. And so we ended up purchasing the brokerage company, Grand Rising Financial, which is now our sister company in this endeavor, where we're able to provide people with 0% interest business lines of credit that they can invest into passive income opportunities, grow their business, or just create the lifestyle that they've always wanted to live. You know, it's, it's not just about creating passive income. If you have a business that you've always wanted to create, then we can help you do that too. We're really a place about building your dream and then helping you chase it, you know? And that is, you know, kind of how it started and, and what our mission and vision is, is a lot more defined. And I'll read that to you now. MI5 aims to help others create a map to self-mastery through mindset utilizing modeling and multiple streams of income to manifest one's ideal life. The mission of the organization is to help individuals achieve wealth so that they can live a life that they love. 
We believe through doing this, we will help people unlock their inner potential so that they can make a positive impact on humanity. We are a platform to educate and provide people with passive income that will lead to financial independence and freedom of time. MI5 means millionaire in five years. We provide a roadmap to create, grow, and sustain wealth. Man, that is that is wonderful. And, and it's been and that's what we've been able to do over the past year. And we actually just celebrated our one year anniversary. God, it feels so good to say that. We just celebrated our one year anniversary on April 15th, five days ago. And we had a 24-hour live stream. I'm sure a lot of people that are actually alive with us right now were actually participating in that. I want to thank you guys. I love all of you guys that are always consistently sh showing up for our awesome calls. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a blast. And we've only scratched the surface. You know, we've been able to create 60 people with six-figure incomes in the last, you know, year. And it really opens you up to the like, oh my God, like what actually is, a lot of people underestimate what they can do in a year. And a lot of people overestimate what they can do in a month because they simply haven't done the personal development that's required to, to really be that, that total badass that's just getting it done like every single month, you know? And so, you know, that's, you know, part of what we're trying to do is, is create people that not only have the dreams and the research like the dreams and the mindset to to do what is required to accomplish their dreams but giving them the resources i feel like i just kind of talked in circles there but anyways you know where where are we going like what's the future of mi5 like what are we shooting to become because clearly like i said we just scratched the surface you know we're on to year two we've got big plans you know we're not stopping here we didn't get this far just to get this far, you know what I'm saying? Like we've got places to go and we're no, we're, we're, we're just only getting to them faster and faster each and every day. So, you know, really what the, the, the larger scope vision of MI5 or the MI5 movement is, is to basically be a hub of collaboration where we can bring people in like like super fire coaches, people with the best health and wellness products, people with, you know, amazing softwares that can help you, you know, either create income or just be more productive and do, you know, you know, have the best of the best when it comes to products and services and people and basically vet all of those um, beforehand and bring those to the community so that everyone can have basically this hub of opportunities. You know, we're going to be fine. We already have passive income vehicles active for our members right now. And if you're not a member, then you should be one because guess what? It is completely 100% free. Hop in the telegram right now. And, you know, we, uh, we're, we're actually going to be having an app where this is all presented, you know, all of the opportunities, all of our collaborations. And, you know, we want to be able to have events. We want to see you guys in public or, you know, in person. You know, I think one of the biggest, you know, phases of MI5 is going to be having physical events where people can come together and, you know, share, uh, you know, be able to um, celebrate their abundance in a group setting because that's that's just super exciting. You know, who doesn't want to be with all the people that you've been with online for over a year 
and now be able to, you know, go out to dinner with each other, drop, you know, drop a quick 10K on a giant dinner for everybody, you know, chump change, right? At MI5, man, the sky's the limit. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's really a lot of things that um, we aim to to achieve within this organization. And it's only going to the, – the, 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 our dream to create your dreams is only going to get bigger. You know, it's only going to expand as we go. Um, even today, we just figured out a way that we're going to be able to introduce a lot more people – into MI5, utilizing just basic marketing powers and, uh, you know, kind of being inspired by other people who are absolutely crushing it in the income, like the generational wealth creation space. So, you know, we're constantly innovating. We're always working behind the scenes, even though you guys might not see it, you know, that's what we're here doing. We're, we're always trying to make this better. So, you know, why, you know, we always say this word mindset. You know, mindset, mindset, mindset. You need to have the abundance mindset. Nope. Positivity mindset. Your mindset needs to be positive. Wait, 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 wait. Scratch all that. You need to have the millionaire mindset, right? Well, what the hell does that all even mean, actually, though? Because mindset is said so often that it's almost a platitude. Like, it starts to lose meaning. Like, what the hell mindset am I supposed to have? Like, are you just trying to sell me based on mindset? Well, no. And I know that we're not really helping that uh that fact of you know it mindset's kind of an overused word by doing this and calling it mindset mastery but obviously if you can't believe that you deserve the wealth that you truly do deserve you're you're not going to go and create it you're not going to be able to create the life that you truly do deserve and that you deep down actually want if you don't deserve that you can do it if you keep saying, no, I could never do that, you know, I can't do that. My family's always been this way, so I have to be this way. You know, first of all, fixing your mindset is probably the first step in any expanded uh, expedition in this life, you know. And, and once you do that, then your, your uh, field of, of possibilities starts to open up quite a bit. Like I said in the beginning, you know, when you start to see more, it's hard to do less. So you're going to start in, you're allowing yourself to be introduced to new ideas and new ways of doing things. You know, a lot of people complain that, you know, they wish that their life was different, yet they're not willing to do the things that it actually is required to make significant change in their life. And I'm going to I might be the first person to tell you right now that if you want things in your life to change, you have to change things in your life. Wow, it's so simple, yet it's profound because it's so true. You know, you can't just sit there idly by and let things, you know, affect you just because like, you know, that's what's happening to you and you don't have power over that because it's not your fault. Well, even if it's not your fault, it's still your responsibility to go and fix it and make it better. Right. I mean, I think that every person that's an adult um, can accept that. So, you know, and, 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 you know, it's tough love kind of like the way that this conversation is going right now. It's like, it's like, you're my kid. And I'm just like, nope, you gotta be this way. No, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> but like, no, really though, you know, it's all out of love. You know, I, I truly do have love in my heart for every single person that's in MI5 and I want to see every single person succeed. I really do believe that everyone can make a million. It's really like, it's not that crazy. It's really just uh, a matter of application and persistence. So you know, 
with that, with all that being said, the reason why we have MI5 Mindset Mastery is so that you guys can get a peek into the life of another successful entrepreneur so that you can see, you know, what what mindset am I maybe supposed to have? Like what mindset did they have when they were, you know, you know, on the come up and, and starting to see more in life? You know, what did that look like? So maybe you can get some inspiration. You know, we want to be able to provide you guys with significant value on a regular basis. So, you know, with that, you know, I I met Thurbin James uh, about in October of 2022. And I met him at a networking event. It was like a large three-day event. And I just felt very pulled to keep talking to Thurbin because I just felt his, his genuine, his authenticity. And also he said that he read a lot and I like to read a lot. So I was like, I can relate with you, sir. And uh, I, I knew I could learn a lot from this guy. And so I was like, okay, Thurbin's not talking to anybody. Let me go talk to Thurbin, you know? And since then, you know, we've had many, many conversations. We catch up with each other every once in a while. And this man is always on the grind. He's always, you know, this man out of, you know, just a couple titles, he's an author, he's an entrepreneur. Um, you know, he's making a school, he's an educator, he's a social media personality. And, uh, you know, he's just an awesome guy in general. So with that, I want to bring to the stage Mr. Thurbin Jean James. Uh, thank you for having me, Andrew. Yes, sir. Take uh, it away, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, happy Thursday to everybody. I hope you all have an amazing day today. And uh, I, as I was uh, preparing for this call, um, I thought to myself, like, what would be the most value to a person? Like, they see me, they don't know me. Um, you know, they hear maybe some of the titles Andrew just threw out, like being an author and so on. And I, um, I, I thought to myself, um, I think the easiest way I can add value to someone is just tell them my story and just, uh, show you some of like the lessons and how I got to where I am right now. Um, so I'll, I'll start from like the very beginning. So. Uh, my name's Thurbin Jean James. Um, so I'm originally from St. Croix. Uh, if you've never heard of it before, it's a small little island in the Caribbean, probably like 40 minutes south of Puerto Rico. Um, so I ended up uh, moving to Florida. Um, my parents moved me to Florida um, once I was two years old, and that's where I've lived pretty much my whole life. And, uh, you know, my worldview is it was very simple for like the majority of my life. So like the things normal people did, I didn't do that stuff. <laughs> um, so, and, and what I mean by that was, so um, literally all I did was I either went to church, I went to school, I went to my house or I saw my family members and that was it. <laughs> um, like watching the news. I didn't really do that at all. Uh, I mean, I had like a, you know, a normal childhood, uh, normal family, um, well, at least to me. <laughs> um, so uh, my mom uh, was a CNA and my dad worked for the state. And so, um, you know, my life um, growing up, I, I would always see, I, I would hardly see my dad in the morning. I would always see him in like the evening time. And then as my uh, mom, as I got older, it was like completely flipped with the roles. <laughs> so I would never see my mom until like probably like 10 o'clock midnight. And so um, with that, I, and I mentioned that to say that um, for me, 
um, work was like something I kind of grew up just seeing like you, you, you leave early, you come back late. Um, and and I, I think that mindset even applies like in the basketball gym, like you're the first to arrive and you are the last to leave. And so um, with that, uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, I go through, uh, you know, private uh, education to like a little Christian school. So, um, you know, it's small school, 70-ish kids, everybody knows each other, all, you know. And then uh, I transitioned to high school and that's kind of where I had a little like more of, um, I guess, a little bit more exposure to the world. Um, so um, at this point, um, it's my freshman year of high school, and I'm I was like the most shy guy ever. Like it, it might not sound like it now if you hear me like talk to you, <laughs> uh, but all, everything you see here now, this is like years of work. Like from like six years old to like my current age, just getting my reps in of just talking in front of people on stages at church. Um, you know, having to speak to an entire congregation of 300 people without a microphone. Some of y'all can't imagine that, but I had to do that as a kid. Um, and then just even little things like, you know, doing the um, class presentations, doing solos and like the, the church Christmas play. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, um, so my freshman year of high school, um, I'm, I'm pretty... Um, you know, pretty shy, pretty quiet. Um, I would literally like sit by myself at lunchtime. Like I didn't sit with anybody, like literally just me and a table eating my food. That was it. And um, this one teacher, I'll never forget her, Miss Pruitt. Um, she, what she does changed my entire life. So um, she literally gave me like an ultimatum. <laughs> she was like, either you sit with those teachers or you find somebody to sit with. So, um, obviously, what kid sits with the teachers? That's just weird. <laughs> um, so, I opted in with uh, sitting with some classmates of mine um, from my biology class. And um, from that point on, I, I kind of, like, went from, like, being this shy, timid human being to, like, just being comfortable just talking to complete strangers. Because, literally, it was, like, a, it was a whole, like, shift in me. Um, and she got me to open up to just trying to meet more people. And so my high school, uh, we had probably about 300 students or so. And I went from being this shy kid um, that didn't really talk to anybody besides the people I already knew. Um, I went from that to knowing over half of my school by name. Like people knew me by name. That I was just a well-recognized face in my school community. Um, and so, um, and, and the lesson with that is, um, you gotta, you gotta be comfortable, like talking to other people, like other people lead to like new experiences, new outcomes, new ways of seeing the world. Um, so that's one of my like big gripes. Like you, you gotta go meet new people, be exposed to different things outside of like your bubble. Cause my bubble, like I mentioned to you, it was church, school home, family members. That was it. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I go from, um, you know, I, I end up uh, then in my sophomore year of high school, um, you know, testosterone kicked in and uh, there's this girl I liked and uh, I asked her out with the poem 
got shot down. Girls stopped talking to me. And we had like four classes together. And it was two each day. So like for two days, like every single day of the school week, we're literally just walking around, not saying anything. Most awkward freaking feeling in the world. And I didn't know how to take it because I I would never I was never rejected before in my life because I've never asked a girl out at this point in my life. Um, so I take it really bad. Um, I end up feeling like really depressed and um, literally for like years of my life. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly like struggled with depression. Like I, I don't I don't even tell people this side of my story at all. But um, but that's something I literally dealt with. Like um, I, I was depressed every day. I was crying at home. Um, literally was contemplating like suicide for years. Um, people didn't know it because I just kind of show like this bubbly personality. Um, but, but that was something I was going through. And um, one of the things for me in uh, school was um, like my my mindset for like zero through 18 years old was really straightforward. My parents instilled in me this simple concept. It was, you go to school, you get good grades, don't get in trouble, and that's it. And, um, you know, and, and I didn't think for myself. I didn't, I didn't ever contemplate a life outside of that. But even while I was in school, I, I was thinking in the back of my head to some extent, why am I here? Like literally the whole time I'm in school, I'm acing all my, you know, I graduate 3.75 GPA. It's irrelevant because it doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> it doesn't create income for me. Like it's useless. Um, and, and the thing I always thought about in school was I would literally spend like 15 minutes. I'd study for a test, ace it, no problem. And this other kid would spend three, four days and literally like the coolest kid in the world love talking to him but he can't pass this test to save his life and and it got me thinking that you know we as people we have more to us and value than just you know our brains or our ability to memorize information um you know people are are the most valuable asset that to to any organization to any company to the world even to your life right now, like literally this opportunity of me being able to speak to you is because of a relationship I had with Andrew that I've built over the last few months. And so, um, you know, harping on that, that idea that people are, are the most important thing in the world. I don't care what anyone tells you, people are what move the world the most. So um, now with that caveat, uh, <laughs> back to me in high school. Um, now, um, so, you know, I, I continue school, like I said, same mindset, just get your grades, do your thing. So I did that. Um, you know, had a little crush in high school, I guess some high school girlfriends, <laughs> not real girlfriends, but, uh, anyway, uh, had a few relationships, graduate, do that whole shebang, get my diploma, deuces high school. And then real life hits me. Um, so at 18 years old, um, I I got introduced to the real world really quickly. Um, and, and like I mentioned, I I didn't have a social life. Like the things normal kids did, 
in school i i didn't know what that was like um i'm i did like i was in like the national honor society and like uh and i was a student ambassador and that was the extent of, of like a social life i didn't hang out with friends and stuff I mean, the most I would do is like hang out with my basketball teammates because we play games on the weekends. But really, just at 18, I just get thrown into, hey, um, you know, like I mentioned, I, up until this point, it's just, hey, get good grades, go to school, that's it. So at 18, it hits me like, I don't want to go to college. However, my dad hits me with, you know, um, you're going to college. And I, not knowing anything, not knowing any other options, I go because he pays for my first year of tuition, I mean, my first semester of tuition. Um, so I end up going to college and I get the keys to this old Mercedes that my grandma, um, she handed me and that car was a pain. <laughs> So um, that car, um, literally, before I got it, it had been sitting in my grandma's garage for years, didn't do anything. And so in the time I got it, it was just like breaking left and right, all kind of problems with it. And um, if you know anything about living in Tampa, Florida, you understand that there is no way to get around except without a vehicle. Like relying on the bus is not a thing, like to get from the places that I had to get to, by the time I had to get there, you got to have a car. <laughs> so anyway, um, and this car too, um, it was um, really problematic. So um, looking back at it now, looking I would not do what now, I did ever again. But um, so my car, so my it was literally leaking fuel, like not every not day, every but day. almost every other day, it was like leaking fuel. So Literally, I'm driving around, going to college. Uh, I end up getting a job because I had to, like, to be able to pay for school. Well, and and also, if you know anything about paying for Mercedes parts firsthand, it is pricey. I will say that. But anyway, um, so I end up, uh, you know, going um, to college. I get my two-year degree, um, and uh, but before I even graduate, um, I. Like I mentioned, I I was depressed. I was just, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, honestly. The only reason I was in college is because I was told to go do it. Um, but in um, in my darkest moments, um, I, I was uh, just, like I mentioned, thinking about suicide and, um, you know, why am I here? And then all of a sudden... Um, I see this girl, um, I'll call her Jojo because she doesn't want me ever saying her real name. <laughs> but um, this girl Jojo um, appears into my life. And just for context sake, uh, Jojo uh, went to high school with me. So she was um, friends with one of my friends. And I would see her around school, um, but I never talked to her. She's just like, this pretty girl that just existed to me at the time because remember i had high school girlfriends and my brain was elsewhere so um anyway at this point in my life no other women existed but this one this new interest so uh what i end up doing like any normal dude is i slide in those instagram dms to try to earn my way to a date <laughs> um so um i end up uh 
talking to Jojo and um, she opened my worldview. Like that was literally the turning point of my entire life. Um, so Jojo was the first rich person I ever met. Like, and I mean ever, like, so when I say like rich, I mean like rich, rich. <laughs> so like, you know, father driving a Ferrari, getting flown out on private jets every single week from Los Angeles, New York, the islands, you name it, they're just doing it. And, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, whoa, people live like that? Like, that's a thing? Like, what? Um, so it got my brain thinking, like, because up until this point, all I understood was you go to college, you get, you know, you, you earn your degree so you can get a modest salary. And then I'm thinking to myself, how do I get rich? Like the question like started simmering in my mind because I was exposed to a different environment that I was used to having. So, um, and, and one of the things I would say, if you, if you're struggling with your mindset, the, the quickest thing I would tell you to do is get a new environment, go hang around people that have a life you don't have. And by default, you will naturally grow. And um, there's this saying that I keep hearing a lot is uh, a mind once expanded can never go back to its original way of thinking. Um, so I had that moment. And uh, so I ended up, um, you know, building this relationship with Jojo. Um, I, I start talking to her and uh, I see her life. And I mean, I still liked her, but but my thoughts and feelings towards her changed because I I genuinely just wanted to know, like, how do I get rich? Like, what what's that look like? <laughs> like, how do I change this terrible circumstance that I have? You know, having this old Mercedes that could literally kill me, hating my life, you know, contemplating, you know, just ending it all. And then I get this glimmer of hope just knowing that if if someone else can have the life that I desire and be happy and joyful, that means it's possible for me as well. That's kind of how I saw her. <laughs> um, but so um, I end up um, I end up talking with her, I build a relationship with her, and then I end up um, eventually. What I end up doing is um, she recommends this book to me. Uh, it's called uh, "Dying to Be Me" by Nita Morjani, and the whole premise of the book is literally. Um, there's this woman, she was like deathly ill and she's like, it was like cancer or something like that. And literally at the brink of death, she has a spiritual experience and then she comes out of that and literally transforms her entire life. Like literally goes from deathly ill to fully healed, vibrant health, you know, going from, you know, barely having money to you know, being abundant and just living life on her terms. And um, it got me thinking, you know, it, that that one book turned into me reading 10 books that first year I met Jojo. Um, then the year after that, I read 75 books. Um, I read 70 um, the year after that. Um, I had another year, I read like 20-ish books, 30-ish books. And then just this last year, I read 107. Um, but but that all stemmed from just, you know, me being exposed to a, a new way of thinking, a new life, a new type of like 
way of viewing the world. So, um, and, and one little um, nugget I'll throw in there is that, um, you know, reading all those books literally led to the creation of this book, my first book, uh, How to Read 50 Books in a Year Like a CEO. So, um, a lot of people kept asking me the same question over and over and over again. Dude, how do you read so many books? Like, you know, and then uh, one other thing I did, like I had a single month where I read like 33 books in a single month. And so a lot of people kept asking me over the course of time while I was, you know, reading, growing, changing as an individual. A lot of people kept asking me, dude, how do you read so much? Um, and so it, it, it got my mind thinking and like the idea was lingering in my head. Like if people keep asking me the same question based on the life and experiences I have, I can create a solution to that problem and make money on it. And literally um, with, with anything, when it comes to making money, making money comes down to solving problems for other people. And so for me, that became the, the solving the issue of getting people to read more, changing the way they view reading. Um, so that's how my first book came about. <laughs> um, and then, uh, mind you now, uh, and I'll, I'll take it a step back. And now with, um, with the time I meet Jojo, I, I still go through my own personal struggles. I uh, I went from having no hope to having hope and feeling, you know, enough hope to just keep going one more day, just showing up one more day, just going one more day, going to class one more day, going to work one more day, you know, reading one more book today or reading one more page today or just trying to meet one new person today or just add value to someone just just one more day. Um, so, um, I end up, um, you know, from there, I, I had my challenges. Uh, I'm not going to say my life is all rosy and, you know, gold because <laughs> it's not, um, you know, I, I end up, uh, eventually, um, I, I, I took me about two years and I eventually got the money to be able to, you know, fix the fuel tank issue in my car. So I no longer leaked gas while driving around. <laughs> Um, I get my associate's degree and then, uh, from there I, I end up, uh, I'm working for a college at this time, um, cause that's the job I had while I was going to school. I was working in the registrar department and it got me thinking like I would, I, one of my, my biggest things I always love doing is just asking questions like to people who are older than me, wiser than me with different experiences than me. I always love asking them question because, um, questions because you, you can't, like I can't teach myself anything new, but other people can teach me new things, that's for sure. Um, so one of the things I would always ask um, people in the college system is, if you had to do it again, would you? And most of them say no. And it got me thinking and another thing too, I had another realization that really ticked me off while I was working at college. I was um, I was in the registrar department and I was trained to do the work of my department and the uh, department above me. And literally, I 
I, I was trained to do the exact same task that my uh, co-worker who has a PhD and literally I thought to myself literally everything that he knows and is doing for his job I've I've been taught and so uh, I, I, I asked about getting a promotion to get a raise to you know the higher you know pay and they told me, oh, no, you can't you can't get that pay. You have to have a bachelor's degree. And I thought to myself, you must be freaking kidding me. Like, what? I'm like, I know exactly how to do this job, but you won't pay me more because I don't have this sheet of paper that requires me to go to school another two years to go learn to j just so you can pay me more. That makes no freaking sense. So... <laughs> Um, so it got me like exposed to like the entrepreneurial path, like, cause I knew the job world that was, that's, that's, that's just pure garbage. Like, I'm sorry, you cannot, it makes no sense to me. Like literally you're telling me I have to go to school for eight years just to make a hundred thousand dollars and probably go in debt 250,000 and not be able to pay that off by the time I'm dead and my grandkids can take on my debt. That makes no sense. So anyway, um, but that's my gripe with college. Not saying it's a bad option. I'm not saying it's a bad option for, um, you know, attorneys and certain professions. By all means, go for it. But for me, doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, so um, I end up, um, you know, eventually getting exposed to uh, doing door-to-door -door, uh, selling uh, solar because. The college ended up uh, booting me. So uh, I end up, uh, you know, doing door-to-door uh, -door selling solar. And might I tell you, it was the hardest six months of my life. <laughs> I I had to, um, I, if, if you know anything about living in Florida, it is hot during the summer. I will say that. So it was 90 degrees. I'm working eight hours a day. Just knocking from house to house trying to sell people solar and I probably only had like five sales the entire time I was there in my entire six months so obviously I didn't make enough money to stay there so I ended up leaving and um, and one of the things that has always been my um, I guess the, the good thing about me and what I do is I've always been open-minded to learning more information. Like, I guess that's partly why I'm obsessed with reading so much. But anyway, uh, and um, with with uh, learning more and being exposed to different opportunities, you can see how other people like view the world and also expand your own way of thinking. So I end up um, eventually leaving that job and so door-to-door uh, -door sales. I end up uh, doing a few different other businesses that I tried out. I tried multi-level marketing, uh, selling life insurance and uh, annuities and health insurance. I did tax services for a CPA. Failed at all of them. <laughs> and, and um, you know, and, and the reason I mentioned that to you is I want you to understand that the life of an entrepreneur is not glamorous. It is work. It is hard. And it is not for everyone. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to go get a job. Just understand why you're doing what you're doing. I love the joy 
and pain and struggles that come and the stress that comes with running a business. I love that. Like, it's fun to me because it's always different. It's something new. A job is mundane. It's just very, this rudimentary, just this, 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 and you're done. But entrepreneurship, it, it requires a different mindset because the mindset of an employee is not the same mindset of a business owner. The business owner must continually grow and be abundant in their way of thinking. The employee, it's very fixed. And so, um, you know, making that shift, uh, you know, part of the easiest ways you can like expand your mindset is literally just by reading more books or meeting new people that are wealthier than you, richer than you, have uh, better relationships than you. And so, um, you know, one of the things I end up doing, I, I build a relationship with JoJo and that uh, led to me meeting her father and her father is freaking amazing. I still talk to this man. He's amazing. So um, if you've, um, he works for the DeBartolo family. If you've never heard of them, they, um, they owned one of the NFL franchises. So I'm literally, I know someone that knows one of the wealthiest people on this planet. Like, just because I built a relationship with them, I didn't go in with an agenda. I, I've just genuinely added value to them. So one of the things I did is uh, I end up uh, asking her, uh, her father to uh, get dinner. And so uh, one of the things I did, I always wanna leave a good first impression on, on people. So one of the things I did, I went business casual. Um, I literally got him a, um, a very thoughtful gift. So I got him a uh, cup for his wife, a, um, a shirt, a hoodie. Uh, no, I'm not sorry. Uh, a hat that, um, that represent their, their son plays baseball. So I got them uh, a cap for their, uh, you know, for his school. And, um, and you know, I, I left such a good impression on him. Like literally, um, I <laughs> I got a message one day, like out of thin air. Uh, Jojo messages me and says, "Hey, um, what luxury de uh, designer um, you know clothes do you want?" And I'm just like dumbfounded because I'm like, "What?" But that's what happens when you get rich friends. They buy you stuff, <laughs> and you and you just you just you can't tell them no. Don't tell a rich person no when they want to give you stuff. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, it ends up leading um, to me. Um, you know, they end up getting me uh, a, a hand, um, you know, a very thoughtful gift. Um, so uh, if anyone knows me, I love cars. I love Ferrari. So um, they literally got me a Ferrari model car of my favorite car, the Ferrari 458. And I haven't, I'm not going to show it in here, but I just wanted to show it to you. Um, and um, they also got me a racing jacket, a Ferrari racing jacket, some racing gloves, uh, and a thoughtful letter. Just, um, and, But that all comes as a result of just adding value to people without any expectation. And, um, you know, then that eventually, um, you know, one of the things I, I continue doing while I'm working um, I end up uh, meeting my current mentor, and um, 
you know, she, my mentor reached out to me on LinkedIn and I did a call with her and the rest is history. And so um, my mentor has made two schools and with her two schools, um, you know, she's looking to start a school in my neighborhood. And so I said, I'll do the legwork for you and she'll be the financial backing. And so literally partnerships can come from you just adding value to people who are better than you um, and, and being willing to learn, having no ego and just being saying, hey, how can I add value to you? How can I add value to you? How can I add value to you? And just being just grateful. Um, and then so, um, you know, that that's how I ended up uh, with my current partnership that I'm, uh, you know, working on building a private school for K through 12. And I'm only 24 years old, but I'm going to have my own school like that can impact generations after I've left this planet. Um, and then uh, one of the things I've done recently is just um, I, I truly believe that um, expanding your like your worldview also comes down to the experiences you have. So uh, one of the things I ended up doing is uh, I ended up uh, buying uh, you know a nice little uh, Louis Vuitton belt, and uh, honestly, <laughs> it, it was the most freeing experience. Like and and the reason I I mentioned this to you is not to brag. It's not to get you to think like, oh, this guy is just so full of himself. Look at him buy a bag. Like, no, it's it's much more than that. It's literally a representation of the idea of you deciding to buy something based on what you want rather than living life, being told what to do, how to live. And, you know, the, the true mindset behind abundance is the ability to have life in excess, you know, and, uh, you know, going from not only, you know, buying Louis Vuitton, getting a chain and driving Ferrari, Lamborghini, and, and, you know, by getting more experiences in your life, by just a natural default, you start looking at the world differently. Like, you know, one person might say, hey, $700, that's a lot to spend on a belt. And another person might say, $700, that's my rent. <laughs> um, you know, money is, money is relative. Like, and, you know, honestly, there, there are people in my life, they literally tell me, oh, 10 grand, that's nothing. Another person might say, 10 grand, oh man, I could use that. Um, so um, abundance, you know, it, it's all about expansion. Like what you think is possible is literally, if you think that making $1,000 in a single sale, if you think that's hard, it's really not until you've done it. Um, or you're exposed to people who are already doing it. And so, you know, um, everything in this life really, um, I, if I if I had to like leave you with any like few tips um, just to, you know, end this uh, call on, uh, I wanna leave you with these, these few thoughts, right? Um, learn from people who have the life that you want and then do exactly what they tell you. Don't don't veer from from what they teach, because if you do, results may vary. 
Um, another thing, when you find successful people by networking, add value to them. Add value, add value, add value, add value, add value. Don't ask for anything. Don't be, don't be all up in your ego because literally you are one person away from transforming your entire life. I am living proof of that. The reason I was able to become an author, get all these gifts that I have now is because I met a complete stranger and I didn't have my ego in my behind, if you know what I mean. Um, so um, not only that, uh, but be obsessed with learning. Um, you know, reading, reading so much has literally transformed the whole way I view the world. It allows me to have these conversations with you right now with ease because, you know, the more you know, the, the, the easier things become for you. And also, you know, it's not knowledge is power, but the knowledge that you act on is power. And so, you know, get in the habit of taking action immediately once you learn something. And then, um, you know, and like I said at the beginning, the easiest way to change your entire life, change your surroundings and just take it one day at a time. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you all for uh, having me and uh, I'll hand it on over to Brian. All righty. Well, 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 what an amazing, awesome, inspiring, filled with wisdom <laughs> that was there. But, oh my gosh. I mean, guys, this is a testament to why mindset is so important and how mindset is such a key element of the journey. Uh, you see, the mindset of abundance that Thurban spoke of and the mindset of what is possible and the mindset of expansion is something that we believe so deeply in uh, at MI5. And it's something that I think you guys have started to recognize now. It's a reoccurring habit and occurrence, I should say, on the mindset mastery calls that we have, on the prosperity power hour calls that we have, on the MI5 show, all of the, you know, people that we are doing business with, that we're building relationships with, that we're partnering with, that we're featuring, that we're having come into the ecosphere of MI5, which if you're not in the ecosphere of MI5, what are you doing? Are people that are providing value, providing abundance. If you want to join the MI5 movement, it's free. Why? Because we know that through sharing value within the MI5 movement, we are all going to be abundantly provided for. And the magic is just blossoming out. And we want to grow and make a positive impact on it, as many people as we can. You can join our Telegram channel down below. You can see the link there at the Telegram channel for the MI5 movement. That's our link here. You can also check us out on the web at our new website, themi5movement.com where we're going to be constantly updating you guys with new and exciting resources, tools, partnership materials to create the best version of you and to help you create the life that you want to live and recognizing that there is abundance, that there is more than enough to go around for all of us. Additionally, um, I'm going to bring Thurban back in real quickly just to show and highlight and showcase 
where we can find and follow him uh, just because we usually do that towards the end of the show. We'd love to have you kind of tell the guest how we can all stay in touch with you. Um, yeah. So there's a few different ways. Um, you could reach out to me on LinkedIn and Durbin James. Um, I'm the only me on this planet, so I'm easy to find. I promise. Um, then, um, if not, you can do Facebook, um, you know, same thing. My name, I'm, like I said, easy to find. It's me and my dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, or, um, or if anyone uh, wants to reach out to me directly, um, they could shoot me a text at uh, 813-298-4631. Again, that's 813-298-4631. And wow, you're giving out the caveat, digits and everything tonight, making yourself accessible. Me, and I'll get to you, I promise. Um, but yeah, those are ways people could reach out to me. Uh, LinkedIn, like I said, my name or Facebook, my name. I'm easy to find. And yeah, I look forward to, um, you know, working with anybody that, from this community. No, we really Beautiful. appreciate, you know, all of the value that you provided today. Uh, I can't me. hear you, Brian. Oh, you can't hear me? Can you hear me, Andrew? I can hear you. Uh, Still All right. can't hear you. All right. Looks like Thurman can't hear us. Um, well, so we'll, just kinda, so we'll, turn off, we'll turn him off real quick here. <laughs> um, thanks so much to Thurman for coming on. Uh, Andrew, I brought you back, man, because I think that if anybody joined us on our 24-hour live stream this last Saturday on April 15th, they may have they may recognize what's about to come. Uh, I, I think mm. we had such a fun time. Uh, Andrew, I think we need to bring an old friend back on for an appearance. Uh, guys, this is going to be a new fun tradition of ours. We're going to spin it for Thurban. I know he can't hear us. Uh, hopefully we can. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to spin what? We're going to spin what? Wait, we're going to spin. What are we going to spin? Oh, snap. I just gave it away. A little nugget here. Hold on. I think, I think everybody knows, man. I think oh, that we are going to spin the wheel of... Abundance! Yeah! Let's go. Let's see what we got. Oh, opportunities! Woo! Beautiful. All righty, everybody. Well, we will see you on. We have the uh, MI5 members only powwow right now, right here, right now. The link is in the Telegram chat. So you've got to be an MI5 member to hop up in that little piece right there. We will see you there. Have a wonderful rest of your night, everybody. Take care.